0: beauty is only skin deep. Well, technically, this was first stated as a proverb, interestingly enough, in 1613 by Sir Thomas Overbury about his wife. But what's so funny is no one even knows why. <laughs> but now it's used to allude to anything superficial and that external attractiveness has no relation to goodness or essential quality. And well, that is simply not true. I'm here to say that those of you who know me, I preach it, I teach it. In fact, I argue that beauty and taking care of yourself is the gateway into internal confidence and that it's symbiotic in nature. That you can't just focus on the interior without looking at the importance of the exterior when it comes to confidence and attraction, especially when dating. There is actual research and data around social and psychological implications of attractiveness. Physically attractive individuals, and this is both men and women across the board, young and old, all races, high, low socioeconomic status. I mean, it's been studied, are generally believed to be more sensitive, more kind, interesting, strong, poised, sociable, outgoing, and exciting. So, what does this all mean? I mean, We do regard attractiveness sometimes as superficial, right? Like it conflicts with what's PC nowadays and that image doesn't matter. But beauty is not only skin deep. And we're going to have a discussion about this. It's like physical attractiveness should not make a difference and that it's superficial. This is kind of the notion. But your physical attractiveness significantly affects both the quality and the course of your lives, through how you feel about yourself and how you are treated by others. And yes, that includes attraction when you're in search for your partner. It really isn't about changing who you are. I say this all the time. It's about marketing yourself so that someone gets to know all the beautiful things about you. And when you look in the mirror and like what you see and you say, wow, I feel hot. I feel beautiful. I feel attractive. That's when others will too. So it's not even about the other person. It's more about you and how you're feeling about yourself. I have this awesome story to share because it just happened hot off the press. And it's a beautiful example of what we're going to talk about today. She came to me, this client, because she didn't think she was sexy or attractive. And she just was getting nowhere fast with her dating life. And she wasn't attracting the men that she had chemistry with. So she was kind of settling. And she's like, Kimmy, I want to find a partner that not only finds me attractive, but I find attractive. And she was super uncomfortable getting attention. She was not putting herself out there. And she wanted to be that woman to walk in a room where she captured men's eyes. But that wasn't ever happening to her. And she just didn't think that she had it. And what I was saying that really this had nothing to do with the men, but it had everything to do with how she saw herself and put herself out there and her discomfort around being seen. So here is the most beautiful story ever, what came out of this. After our work together, I had her practicing just wearing things that fit her body to really like play with color, her feminine flair, so that when she walked in a room, she got really comfortable with that side of her, focusing on on her beauty and just like that sexy confidence. Obviously, we were doing internal work too, but it was symbiotic as we were doing this process together. Well, what happened to her the other day is that, She was on Hinge and she saw this guy that she really liked and they connected, but they hadn't like moved on. And lo and behold, she had this meeting at a restaurant. And normally this meeting is like a book club. They meet at a house, but this time they met at a restaurant. And she almost walked out the door in her like comfy clothes that she usually hides in. And she had me in her head and said, Kimmy's going to kill me. (laughs) So she put on her dating costume she did her little date plan to get her in, in her body and her flirt self. And she walked into the restaurant and she found all eyes on her. And this time, instead of looking away, she embraced it. And she met eyes back at the men receiving it. And in the crowd of people at the restaurant, who was there? But that guy she saw on Hinge, I can't make this up. <laughs> so they lock eyes. He smiles at her as she's sitting down. He sends her a drink. They talk afterwards. They end up having a date and they went on a lot of dates after that. It was this huge like, light bulb that went off for her. And it wasn't even about whether or not that was going to be her boyfriend. It was the fact that she attracted what she put out there. So as you can see, beauty is not just all skimmed deep. With me today is a beautiful woman who is going to help me talk about beauty and self-love and how that all relates to attraction and dating. She is a former concert pianist and founder of Savor Beauty and Spa, a Manhattan-based skincare and spa brand inspired by Korean beauty rituals. You're in for a treat. She's also the author of Radical Radiance, 12 Weeks of Self-Love Rituals to Manifest Abundance, Beauty, and Joy, and the creator of the Savor Beauty Planner, a self-care guide that helps women manifest beauty, brilliance, Balanced. Can you see why I have her on? (laughs) Welcome, Angela Gia Kim. Thank you
1: so much, Kim, for having me on. I loved that story that you just shared. Attractiveness and radiance, it goes all in hand in hand. So we are in
0: for a treat today. Oh my God, people are not even going to know what hit them. Yeah, well, I would love, I just like instantly connected with you, even just like as you first came on here and You said that you were excited to come on because you have some personal stories around what we're going to talk about today. I'd love to just hear your story and your journey. What kind of got you into all this? So attractiveness, if we define what is attractiveness, is it your looks?
1: Is it the way you carry yourself? Is it that je ne sais quoi quality? Some of our, the people, if you think about it, the people that you're most attracted to, what is it? I think it's a combination of confidence owning who you are, owning your worth. But it's also, wouldn't you say it's also self-love? It's hundred
0: percent, a hundred percent. Well, and you can see that when people showcase that too. Again, it's like symbiotic and nature. It's all encompassing. It's like not one or the other. I love that you said that.
1: Right. And it's also this, like when you love yourself, it's because you understand your secret sauce. And it almost is this exuberance that comes out of your pores into the world. And it's almost like- I have a little secret for you. And then people lean in and they're like, What? What is your secret to who you are? The mysticism and the poeticism of who you are. So, where do I start, Kim? I have so much I want to feel like. Oh my God. Start start from
0: you being a pianist. Like, How did you transcend into what
1: you're doing now? Well, so I was a pianist. I've been a little baby pianist since I was three years old. And then I was into my 30s. I was touring in more states and more towns than a presidential candidate at one point. I was studying attraction, radiance, all of that as a concert pianist, because the way you enter a stage is the way that you enter a room. So I would practice that. I would spend hours and hours and hours, Kim, practicing piano to give the best performance. But I always also practiced how I walked out on stage. And that's what I tell all my employees. You mentioned I have spas in the city. I have facial spas, two of them in New York City. And I teach them, the way you walk into the room is the way you're going to own the room. And it's the way you're going to attract more clients, Right. So I used to practice the way I would walk out on stage. I would practice my presence and feeling confident and grabbing the room, right? Because when I walked out on stage, I wanted the audience to gasp. I wanted there to be a, who is that? Right? So you can practice attractiveness. Like you were saying with your opening story, you can practice that.
0: I love that. I am goosebumps because this is like exactly what I was doing a class last night. And it's a program that I'm doing called Spark Your Sexy. And we were talking about how sometimes you have to fake it till you make it and that you have to act as if until you become. And the only way of doing that is putting yourself into practice. And it could be just walking in a bunch of places and making eye contact with people. It's that notion of and I love like the whole stage metaphor yeah. that you were talking about, because it is like, even with what people wear, I often refer to it as a dating costume. It's a costume that you put on that you're going on stage and practicing with men. So yeah. that's so cool that like, that's where it started.
1: And I would even say, even if you're married for 15, 20 or something that we often do is we forget to dress up and are yeah. sexy. Right. And so that's something that I think is really important to make sure that you not only look, but you feel. Attractive, right? A
0: hundred percent. race? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, because wow. I was going to ask you, like that segue, right? Like from when you kept going on stage and you were like demanding that presence. At first, did you actually feel it to your point, or did you have to like really like do it again and again until it really became you? Who feels confident
1: walking out on stage in front of a hundred to five hundred to a thousand people in the audience? That's not something that comes naturally to, I don't think, many people. So yes, you do have to fake it. You know, it's shoulders back and that spark in your eyes and the walk that's very confident and it just, you're commanding the room. And it's something that now is very natural to me because I've done it all my life. So even when I run a meeting, even when I came here with you, right, I wanted to make you feel like you are the most important person in the room, which you are, right? for this next hour, you are my sole focus and attention. I want to give you everything I have. But when I'm in a meeting, I want to be fully present. I want to walk into that meeting poised, present, and commanding. I have something to say, and you are going to drink everything up because what I have to say is
0: going to make your life better. I really love this. Well, and the reason why I was asking, because I love that you said, who is really confident at first? and. I mean, if those of you could see her online or if you're watching this on YouTube, you would be surprised to hear that from her because you're gorgeous. So there's a lot of times people say, oh, well, you're pretty, so it's easy for you. And so I was wondering, like, when you had maybe some self-doubts, because even the most attractive people, whatever we define that as, have insecurities and self-doubts and stuff like, did you have those? And like, how did you push through it to like become that poised, charismatic woman?
1: Well, I think it's like you say, it's fake it till you make it. and mm-hmm. But I think it's a lot of work. And that's what I talked a lot about in Radical Radiance is all about how do you manifest the abundance, beauty and joy and radiate your gorgeous, authentic beauty. And so I believe in affirmations. Do you know what an affirmation is? Oh my God. Yes. But tell the audience in case they don't know. Okay. So affirmations is to affirm something into reality. So if I don't feel confident about something, I will say, I own this, or I feel confidence. I feel confident. Angela, you feel confident. And I say it over and over again. When I go on my walks, I will affirm whatever it is that I want to manifest into existence. I think affirmations are so, they're almost like hypnosis.
0: Have you ever done hypnosis? Oh, I love that. I know hypnosis quite a bit. And I actually like refer to that a lot for clients. I think it's super powerful. Right.
1: So at times when I didn't feel confident as a concert pianist, I would record myself saying, Angela, you feel in the flow, you are commanding, you are giving your amazing talent to the amazing audience. I would say that over and over again, I would go to sleep listening to it. It's almost, people think affirmations is this superficial thing. It's not, it seeps into your self-conscious and then you start vibrating the words, right? So if you want to feel more gorgeous, I'm glowing, I'm glowing. I feel gorgeous. How you feel is what you manifest, right? So I think that's really important. The other piece of it is experience. So I will tell you that I failed my way to success in building a multimillion dollar business, Saver Beauty. I invested in my inexperience. And so experience will help you to get out there. Right before we jumped onto this call, I shared with you personal story of how in my 40s, after a 20-year marriage, my now ex-husband and I got a divorce right during the pandemic. And after 20 years, isn't
0: that a long time to be married? Yes. And I think you listening could probably relate because a lot of my listeners have had similar journeys. So I love okay. that you're sharing this. Yeah. Okay.
1: And we had an amicable divorce and I want to share later on, please don't let us get off this podcast without me sharing with you the importance of rising above. And it's a lot of energetical work, but it's going to make you more attractive. I promise you. Okay. So we have to get back to that, Kim, but I want to share with you how scared I was when we finally decided to get divorced, separate first and then get divorced. I was so scared because I live in New York city at the time she was nine, my daughter, and now I'm a single working mom in Manhattan. And have you ever heard of dating in Manhattan?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've heard somewhat of it. It's probably similar to dating in LA, right? Like everybody, every city has its nuance. Let's just say that. Yes. Every city has its nuance and that's such
1: an interesting conversation, but you yeah. know, well, New York city is like, it's a revolving door. And so mm-hmm. a lot of my friends have been dating on the dating scene and it's a beast in New is York. Is it city. like
0: sex in the city? Is it's it truly like, like that? <laughs> yes, it is.
1: It is. Only it's, Now, Sex and the City was happening. Were there even dating apps back then? No, no, there wasn't. Right. So the fact of like coming out in my 20s, I was dating in college. That's how you met people. And now in my 40s, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to get on a dating app. And it was so scary. And I thought the first date that I ever went on, I thought I was going to get assaulted. I just didn't know. I was so scared. But I remember my first conversation, because this goes back to your question, do you fake it? Do you make it? How do you get gain that confidence to be attractive? Right. So I was out with one of my friends and I said, I have a secret to tell you. We're getting separated. It was such a dirty secret for me. And I was so scared. And I said, and like, I just have a couple of questions. Like how are men in their forties? Do they still have hair? Do they have a big beer belly? And actually, do they expect you to put out on the first date? Like I was just like so naive. And she gave me the best advice. She said, you're not ready to get for anything serious. Go on Bumble, go explore what's out there, make friends and have fun. And that was the best
0: Amen. of Amen. Right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I want to share with you my dating story because I did a lot of like, cause I'm a businesswoman, So I would ask tons of questions. I did a lot of market research on what are men in New York City looking for? And what do men find attractive? So I just want to share with you my story on that. Is that okay? Oh my God, please do. This is uh, okay. so juicy. It's getting so juicy, isn't it? Okay. I feel like you and I need to like get some margaritas and like...
0: <laughs> we will. We will. I'm in New York a lot. So that's going to happen. Oh. We'll create our own sex in the city, gals. Okay. Let's just say well, that. That would be so much fun. I would love that. I would love to host you. Okay.
1: And invite you, by the way, to come into my Savory Beauty to get a facial on the
0: house. Oh my God. Done and done. And we should show everybody that, yes, that process. Sure. That'd be fun. Okay. Great. Fantastic.
1: But okay, so I went on my first date. All I wanted to do was have fun and make friends. And rest assured, that's not what men want on Hinge. I used Hinge a lot. I heard you talk about Hinge. I love Hinge. They want to get into a serious relationship, but I was just like, I want to have fun. And I think that was attractive. Because 100%. Yes, because the men, they're used to women who want to get serious fast. Mm -hmm. And they also want to get serious, but they're more, I feel like the men are a little bit more willing to explore but I was like, so on the opposite end of what a woman wants. So they told me, I was just like, I'm here to make friends. I want to learn from you. I want you to learn from me. And we're going to have a fabulous meal. And if we never see each other again, at least we had a great time. And the man would be like, oh my God, this is really fun. And Can then- I
0: stop it- you for a second? Because I really want to highlight this gold nugget that you're probably not even realizing you're saying something that's so important for people dating is regardless of your journey, whether it's like just getting out of divorce or what that mindset that you have that I just want to have fun and get to know you is such the right attitude and mindset when you're on a date for the first time, because what it is, is that you're so present. Yes. Right. And being present is so important because so many people get ahead of it to your point. Like they think of a Cinderella story and what this guy's going to be like to be your husband or you're bogged down from the past of things that happen. So you're worried about getting hurt when you let go of the future and the past and you really, really work on the present, you connect in such a deeper and more fun way. So I just want to highlight that because it was really, really good that you said that.
1: Yeah. Thank you for highlighting that, Kim. And on top of it, here's a little secret on how you can become more present. Think awesome. of it as... This man is meant, or this person in front of me, this date is meant to teach me something that I am meant to learn. And so, even if it's, I even went down to the super superficial. You are going to teach me how to make a Manhattan. I'm going to learn how to make a Manhattan. You're going to teach me how to cook a steak. Fantastic. Now I know how to make a steak. I didn't have a Spotify playlist, Kim, when I started. What? I depended on my husband for that. So a man taught, there was a day that we just made my Spotify playlist every single day. I was like, I'm here. I'm just going to learn something from you. I don't care if it's, I learn a new restaurant. That's fantastic. We're going to, I'm going to learn something. And I want to teach you something too. I want this to be enriching for you
0: too. So that's a little secret nugget. Beautiful. Um, That's so beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. And when you look at it, when you're going in on a day, it's like, hmm. I'm just going to be curious and learn something today. And what is that going to be? Like just having that like open curiosity is so attractive too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. The other thing that
1: might've been very attractive, this is attraction secret number two, is that I was going on lots of dates. I was like, I had a revolving date at the door of dates. And so we would just set something up, even if it was for a coffee, whatever, and that means that i call it planting seeds and that's also yeah. radical radiance the book i call it you need to plant seeds every day so i would go and hinge not obsessively you can only go once or twice a day you can't make this a thing where you're obsessed you go and you plant seeds whether you're reaching out or you're responding to someone who's reaching out you're just starting a conversation think of it as a planted seed and eventually something will blossom so i had no problem just making dates and I was busy with dates and I was going to have fun with them. Not only dates with them, dates with myself and with my friends. And I didn't break those dates unless it was for like a really, really, really hot man.
0: But like, (laughs) (laughs) but we digress
1: (laughs) (laughs) so dates with yourself, go on what I call radiance retreats where you're going to the spa, you're going on a hike, you're going, yes. Even sitting at a bar with a drinks and drink and with yourself, like make these dates where you're having fun with yourself. It amps up your radiance and glow. Okay, so that's attraction secret number two is set up all these dates with dates, yourself and friends. Okay, the third attraction secret is, and this was a little bit of intel from the New York City men that they would tell me that was different that they weren't used to with other women. I spoke very positively and honestly about my Mm ex-husband. Like inevitably you're going to get into your history. And I know that some of us do not feel very glorious about our exes, but when you start bashing your exes and starting to make it a dumpster of everything that went wrong, it's a big turnoff because you know what? You're just like most of the women out there who are angry, mad, upset, jealous, whatever it is, negative, whatever you feel about them, do not bring it to the date. And I genuinely adore my ex-husband. He's a fantastic father. We ended things amicably. If we want to get into how I did that, we can later on, because there was a lot of inner work that I think we both had to do Mm -hmm. for the sake of our daughter, because there's a lot of things that went wrong with our marriage or else we'd be married, right? But I spoke very glowingly about him. And I said, I have no ill feelings. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about what I did wrong. And that's what's important because it wasn't only him that did everything wrong. I know we like to blame it. But if we can clean up our side of the sidewalk and talk about self-awareness and what is it that we can do better for the next, it's very attractive.
0: You know, and I'd like to even bring it out even more, that example of keeping things positive and letting go. I think that's what we're talking about. So beyond just the X thing, I mean... Even like how does negativity leak in other ways, in other subjects, in your body language, in the way you're communicating, even the words that you choose. Yes. And this has been studied is that you could have an amazing date and maybe keep things somewhat positive if there's one thing that is deemed as negative and maybe it's talking about your ex or whatever it is. your date will remember the negative and it will totally negate all the other positive things. So really being mindful of that. But to your point, it takes work to do that because you may think, oh no, I'm really positive, but your face is saying something else. Mm -hmm. And so it's so important to, again, do that outside and inside work so that you're radiating the positivity on the outside, but you're also feeling it on the inside. That beautiful point. Yeah, love it. Uh, Yes. Okay. Was that attraction secret number three? That was attraction secret number three. Although I think there's like almost like sub secrets okay, okay. in the secret. So it's great.
1: Okay. Can I go on to attraction yes. number four? Okay. I got to say, this one is, oh wait, I'm taking notes because I just want to make sure I say everything. Okay. So yeah. attraction secret number four is your life should feel like a party.
0: Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I love it. I see your life. Time.
1: Yes. And I feel like that's Kim. When I see you, I feel like your life feels like a party. Like I can just imagine that you have a lot of fun in your life because your laugh is so vibrant. Your eyes are sparkling and that's not something that you can make up. Your life has to be a party. And you know what? Your date, your future partner, your future life partner, whatever it is, they are invited to your party and they can join if they want, but they don't have to, if they don't want your party goes on. So that means we were talking about Radiance Retreat. That means spending time with yourself, having fun, doing your meditation. I joined an emotional fitness gym downtown. And yeah, there's an emotional, emotional
0: fitness. Gym. What is that? I've never even heard of that.
1: It's where you do breathing, breath work, you do meditation, you do ceremonies. So I was part of that. And I was also rekindling old friendships too, having a lot of parties at my house. So I was having a lot of fun. And I think traveling, And I would say this is what I would do differently this time around with my partner who now we live together. I want to continue to have that party. I want to continue to look attractive and not always be in my sweat. I want to try when we go out. I want it to feel like a first date. I want it to be a party and have fun. I started cooking. I never cooked before. My ex-husband did all the cooking, cooking, baking, like just make your life interesting, right? If you're bored it probably means that you're, no, what do I say to my daughter? She always says, mom, I'm bored. And I said, well, then don't be boring. (laughs) Yeah. So like that's attraction, active secret number
0: four is that make your life a party. Well, and within that, what you put out is what you get back. And I think that's so true because if you're putting out the party attitude and the energy, you're going to get that back. If you're not, guess what? Everything is not a party. And I even talk about going online as one ginormous party. So yeah. instead of going on and vetting your next boyfriend, what if you use it as a portal for a party and yeah. you say, ah, I'm just going to have a bunch of conversations and a bunch of flirt. And it is such a beautiful attitude. And again, that's so attractive. I mean, we like that in the opposite sex too. So why wouldn't they like that in us? Yes. Exactly. That's why I like Hinge because
1: yeah. I feel like it feels more like social media. So when you're commenting on someone, it feels like you're commenting more on social media posts and doesn't feel like it's like you reaching out. It's just like, cute, pick where was this? Yeah. Like, it's just a social media conversation. So don't take it so seriously. Make it a party. I love what you just said. And I think everything is energy, right, Kim? Like, yeah. So if you approach your Hinge profile or your Hinge reach outs as like, oh, I hate this. Mm-hmm. Guess
0: what? You're going to get that energy back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It okay. is. It's so powerful. Do you have another? I
1: have one more, but the energy thing, that's why number three, that secret is so important to not to try to clear the clutter of your ex history. Yeah. Because if you have hatred, if you have revenge, I know a lot of women are wanting to revenge your exes. If you have like this residual negativity, listen, I know it's really hard because I was there, but it's going to seep into your future. Whatever, however you leave that, yeah. what you feel about that, it's what you're going to carry. Don't you agree,
0: Kim? A hundred percent. And this can work in a positive and negative way. I really yeah. just realizing we are all so powerful. We can create and manifest whatever it is that we like say out loud and what we put our lives into. And so to your point, it could be like a negative thing too, because it's going to bite you eventually and like who you attract and your, just the energy around you. But think about it on the flip side. For as easy it is to be negative, how easy it could be positive too. If you really like manifest that for yourself and you see the abundance ahead of you and you see the vision of the partner that you want, you will create it. Yes.
1: Yes, I agree 100%. So that leads me to attraction secret number five. Dun dun dun! <laughs> okay, I want you to, everyone to write this down because what I'm about to say is, I believe is how I attracted my partner. We're very much in love. In fact, the day of this book launch, yeah anniversary of when we met. It was June 14th, 2020. It's been two years. We moved in together. We have a beautiful, exciting, adventurous life together. So I'm going to say a phrase that I'd love for you to really absorb because I think this was the basis of how I attracted love back into my life. Love it. No expectations and no limitations. Ooh, It's really powerful. So when we first met, it was well, I think it was our second date. So it was in June, 2020. And I said to him, and he was kind of a self-professed playboy. So he was like, <laughs> I he said, I've been getting out of a 20-year marriage. I am playing around. I'm not getting to anything serious. We were all both in the same space. Yeah. And I said, you know what, Ali? No expectations and no limitations. And he was like, oh my God, I love that. And I said, so I don't expect anything from you. But I also don't want to limit anything. Mm -hmm. And he was like, let's live in that space. And so I approached every date with, we're going to have such succulent, delicious fun. And if I never see you again, we will at least have had fun. And he, after the second week, he was smitten. He was just like, I turned off my Hinge profile and he waited and there was silence. And you know what I said to him? I said, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not ready. And he was like, well, that's okay. I'm pausing my Hinge profile. And he's like, and when you're ready, you'll let me know. And then like a month later, he was like, wait a minute, I'm the playboy, not you. What's going on here? So he was really taken because I think everything that I did was all the secrets that I shared with you. He was just like, I've just, I feel like you have a halo and a radiance. He's actually called it radiance. And I want to be around this energy. And so attractiveness is energy
0: full circle. No, that is just, I love that. No expectations and no limitations. And the thing that I'm going to just like put a button on with that is what I tell my clients is that it's being in your queendom and your kingdom. And when you hold court I love and right, like, and you're just like letting go and you're letting the energy come to you rather than like desperately seeking it and desperately trying to like, Oh my God, I got to have it. That's never attractive. But when yeah. you're holding back and saying, hey, I know who I am. I know what I want. No expectations. Let's just be present. It's super attractive to both parties because there's not that attachment. There's not that like high expectations, as you pointed out that also trips a lot of people up and then they get in a state of anxiety Mm -hmm. because they want it so desperately. So the more you feel better about yourself, you fill yourself up outside and in, the more solid you are, you're not dependent on your partner for that. So you could like, whatever. If you're along for the party, I'm game, but I don't have to like chase you to get it. Right. So it's beautiful, beautiful. Oh my God. Okay, we could go on and on and I know we have to wrap up soon. I just would love to hear, you know, if you want to plug your book a little bit. I know that you have some like rituals around self love that you talk about, and you want to just share a little bit of tidbits in your book. Okay. So, one of the rituals, the very first ritual that I teach in the book is wash your
1: face every night. And this is very important because, and I'll share with you how to wash your face the right way because on so many levels, it's important. We're talking about attractiveness. You want to have beautiful skin. Kim, you have gorgeous skin. It's like angelic skin. It's beautiful. And I see a lot of skin all day long and I teach people how to have beautiful skin. So that's the first thing I'm noticing about you, but that does, I think if you take care of your skin, it's a game of inches, but it's also a marathon because when you're in your forties, fifties, sixties, you just want to have that beautiful skin. And the best way to take care of it is to wash your skin every night. And my mom had the best, advice to me. She always said, treat your skin like the most expensive silk on earth, which I think is beautiful for soul care and skincare. So what I like to do at nighttime is I like to do my affirmations and I use Saber Beauty line, but you can use any product line that you want to wash your face. Just do a double cleanse. So you want to take a cleansing oil and then you're going to layer on a water-based cleanser on top. So the cleansing oil, you just put on your to your face and to t- melt off all the makeup and take off all the debris and toxins out of your pores. It's a symbolic thing for your soul as well as you're gonna reset your soul, reset your spirit and reset your skin. And then you're gonna pull out all the toxins from your pores and your soul. And then you're going to layer on top the water-based cleanser, which is going to sweep away all the impurities. So your skin is getting cleansed But also think of it as your soul is getting cleansed as well. And I always say, I feel renewed. I feel purified. It's a ritual that you will keep for the rest of your life. You have a moment for yourself. It takes one minute. And it's a beautiful, symbolic way to really remember for just one minute a day that you matter, right? So that's the very first ritual. And I teach in the book, how you treat your skin is how you treat your soul. Mm -hmm. So you see how that's symbolic, right?
0: I love that. Also was coming to me as you were talking about like exfoliating and like clearing out. It's like what I do with people's closets too. It's like, when you right. Like you need to have a clearing in order to like have something renewed. So whether it's clothes or new skin, it's such a psychological, important thing to do for yourself. So the fact that you put it in a ritual every day, I love that. I'm going to try that.
1: (laughs) If you don't mind, I'd love to send you our double cleansing kits. Because it's, we're coming out with a Kalahari Melon Cleansing Oil. It smells mm. like fresh air. I don't know. And I want to send you that when we launch it. And then the Jasmine Milk Cleanser that you put on top. It's beautiful. So I would love to send that as a gift to you. And then the other thing is, as you were saying, because I think to punctuate clearing out your closet, our skin has this amazing process called desquamation. And so what that is, is the top part of it, it's the mother skin cell. And there's a daughter's skin cell that wants to come out the skin renewal, but you have to exfoliate the mother's skin cell off in order for the daughter's skin cell to come up. And so have you noticed that children, when they have a, a boo-boo and they have a bruise or a scab that their skin heals so much faster than somebody in their twenties or thirties? Oh yeah. It's because their skin is exfoliating constantly. Mm. And So as we get older, it just slows down exponentially. So we need to now exfoliate the skin to get rid of the old, let it go. You and I, I feel like this is called the letting go process, right? The letting go podcast so that the new can come up, renewed freshness can come up. So those are my two rituals from the book that I hope is very helpful.
0: Oh my God. So, I am getting that book. Like you all need to get that book. Cause like that was such a tease. It was like a little flirt into probably.
1: Kim, that's my gift to you. We're going to send you a little self-love package. And I want to share with you that your listeners, if they get the book, mm-hmm. they can go to radicalradiance.com and click on virtual goodie bag, upload the receipt, and they will get an email with a virtual goodie bag worth $350. of. Oh. Um, recipes, videos, interviews I've done and masterclasses I've given as my gift to them to make their journey a little bit more juicier.
0: That is so generous and amazing. And y'all better do that now. Oh my God, that's (laughs) awesome. Well, I seriously, I might have to have you back because there's so much more I want to talk to you about, but like, do you want to just kind of part with any words of wisdom that you want to share?
1: Just remember, everything is energy. How you approach anything is everything. And actually how you see anything is everything. And so if you can let go, we've been talking a lot about the letting go process so that let go of the toxicity, let go of the negativity so that you can make room for magic in your life. Magical radiance.
0: Beautiful. Ah, So wise. Angela, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Kim, for having me. Thank you for listening. And this has been, of course, the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kimmy Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, of course, go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you have a hard time being seen and feel that your image affects your self-esteem when dating, just hop on a call with me. We'll talk about ways to break that pattern. Also make sure you pick up all the juicy stuff that Angela said in her book and the grab bag. And click the link you see in the show notes to schedule the call with me. And know that one call could change the entire course of your life. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now.